The North Remembers Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to the North Remembers podcast, the first inaugural edition here. I'm John Schmidt, alongside my partner in crime, Rennie Lesperance. Rennie, how are we doing today? Good. Good. Excited. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? It is. (laughs) Monetize this podcast in a hurry, let's see. (laughs) That's right. We need to pay for all this time on uh, the iPhone. I'd say, I'd say. Um, So how are things going up there in Hortonville? You know, going good, going good. Uh, you know, sunny weather today. It was a great time for a new podcast. Uh, a next chapter in the old fantasy football league. What do you think? I, I totally agree. I think people are going to get a kick out of this because not enough shit talking has been going on, in my opinion, with the league. As the commissioner, I would have to say this will be a good way to really stir the pot. So I think uh, <laughs> I think we can find a, uh, a way to twist some people's arms to get them a little bit more involved in the league here. So... Uh, but as far as the, the league goes, uh, in review, it was quite the uh, uneventful week as far as transactions go, people. We got to get some money in the pot because I want to uh, win a lot more than what's in there now. Yeah, yeah, terrible week to start the new podcast for a discussion of transaction. Paul, where are you, man? Where are you, Paul? <laughs> Although I got to give him credit, he's got the lone drop on the waiver claim from last week. So he dropped Josh Allen to waivers for Jalen Samuels. Real barn burner move there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot out there right now. Um, but I, I'm sure we're going to see a lot more movement. We got bye weeks coming up here and uh, – I think people are going to be in needs with all the injuries that have been happening as well. So I think we're going to see that uh, that pot's going to be increasing, to say the least. So I think so. And, you know, leading up to the games last Sunday, there weren't even a lot of transactions either. Just your typical moves uh, leading up to it with injuries and whatnot. So we'll see what happens with the bye weeks coming up and uh, with the matchups coming up as we're we're you know, we're well out of the divisional play and we're into the. Uh, you know, inner division, inner league play. Yep, yep. And this is where this is where the uh, you separate the uh, the men from the boys or uh, the women from the girls, I guess. In our case, too. <laughs> Speaking of, where are we at in the standings here, John? Well, uh, I'm glad you asked because it's uh, it's getting it's getting to that point where it's going to really start to uh, start to come to fruition. So let's take a look at those standings. Yeah, I think the the top of the standings. You're looking at the the peak is Nate and Paul, and they're both four and one. 
Uh, Paul might be a mirage there. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Nate is certainly, uh, the Nelmarks have certainly uh, took the top of the league. Um, but, you know, also looking waiver wired over there, he's accumulated a lot of points. And uh, we'll kind of see where it goes. But, uh, you know, you look at WWF, that division is wide open. And you're in it over there. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're either three and two or two and three. And uh, as you said, uh, there's a lot of people, we don't know if they're Mirage or if they're for real. And I think our division might be the best example of that with uh, the parody going on and everyone's within 70 points or less of their points for or points against. And uh, I don't know, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting this week, especially. But as far as the other divisions go, I would have to say that the, I know that you think that your team's uh, – <laughs> a seller dweller right now, but it only takes a couple big weeks because a uh, couple injuries and I know waiver wired's been on fire. I wish I would have had that pick <laughs> to get, to get uh, that running back. Cause uh, he is on fire right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, you look at uh, WCW and certainly Hollywood Hogan is, is not living up to, to his reputation. Uh, <laughs> superstars is running away with him. A waiver wired's right there. And Heidi scored a lot of points. Now, Hippie Chick's been there. Scored yes. a lot of points, but losing. And she's one and four. So, uh, yep. it doesn't look good for Hollywood Hogan, that's for sure. No, and, and with Heidi, uh, she's got uh, she's got Saquon Barkley possibly coming back this week, which is unbelievable considering that high ankle sprain. Uh, and he's going to be back. So, we'll see what happens with him coming back and if that's going to make a difference for her because she definitely needs a win. And if you look at the other division here, uh, over at ECW, and I mean, I tell you what, Michelle has been on absolute fire. <laughs> 508 points, and she had a slow start, too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, it all started by getting rid of that terrible name, uh, no, <laughs> Team Not Olivia, and the story behind that is she couldn't get rid of Team. She didn't know how to do that last year, so now she finally got a real name, Mr. Sacco, and she's been on fire ever since, so... Uh, yep. Sometimes that happens. And don't forget, ECW, you know who's lurking in the reeds over there? <laughs> the quiet man. <laughs> the quiet man, Dan, Danny Z. He's always <laughs> just hanging out there. He's at three and two right now, and he's he's always there at the end. It always seems like he makes a run late in the year. Yep, that's that's for sure. And he's uh, he's the kind of person that if, you, if there's one thing you can almost guarantee, it's he'll find his way to finagle his way into the playoffs in one way, shape, or form. So, yeah. And then you got, you know, Nick Schmidt. I don't know what he's – Nicky Biss over there. I don't know what's going on at one and four. Yeah, he's he's had some issues. Uh, I would say the biggest issues he's had are just <laughs> playing the wrong people at the wrong time because I've, I've had a similar thing with my team where – well, mine's my own fault for not paying attention before it's too late. But he's had people on his bench that could have really helped him out and possibly won him some games. Yeah, didn't he have Lamar Jackson on his bench early in the year when he was lighting it up, and now he's, he's kind of <laughs> come back to life? I think he did have him on the bench, too, and that is a, a heartbreaker for him, to say the least. And if I take a look here uh, at his actual uh, – at his roster here when I pull it up, there's a lot of things that you see that really make me wonder about some of the decisions he's made, but it's not like he was wrong every time, but he had Matt Breda with – 24 points and Kyler Murray with 25. You're not going to not start Lamar Jackson though. So he only had 13 points this last week and let his wife take it to him. Thanks to Dak Prescott's big, big week. Cause there was nothing really else. Uh, and the kicker for the Vikings 
Dan Bailey had 16 points for, for uh, Becky in that game. Battle of Wild Rose goes to the missus. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> well, Nick, just remember to hold the door and you'll be all right. <laughs> well, I tell you what, this, this last week's behind us now, so it's always good to look forward. So what do you see coming up here in the upcoming week? You know, we got a lot of uh, a lot of interesting matchups this week. I think there's going to be a little bit of separation. A lot of three, three and two versus two and three. We'll see who sort of hangs in there, and um, you know, and we'll kind of see if uh, Chili Dog over there can uh, put away an opponent, or is he going to play down to his opponent? Because his only loss came to uh, Hollywood Hogan, which was not. Not impressive, to say the least. But, um, you know, I'm looking at, you know, a couple things. One, battle of the waiver wire. Holders, holders versus Hollywood Hogan. Who's going <laughs> to triumph over that? But I think my game of the week is is waiver wired versus fantasy Wookiees. Um, <laughs> I think uh, waiver wired, you know, he's had some big games here and some quality opponents and a turnaround from last year, no doubt about it. And uh, versus Fantasy Wookiees, boy, tough loss last week. Um, what was it? He, um, put in some huge, huge points. Um, yeah, he had. He actually had, uh, I'm looking at it right now, 136 to 126. Chewbacca is definitely crying from that one. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have a guy put up 56 points and you lose. <laughs> There's not much to say there other than that's fantasy football. Yep. And and you take a look at Nelmarks McCaffrey. There's that running back that I wish I had. Uh, I think he's your MVP for the year right now. Uh, he just the way he's playing. He's every week. I mean, I'm looking right now here at his numbers, and he's putting up 32. Other than that egg he laid in week two with four points, 32 points, 24, 23, and 41 from a running back. Unbelievable. He's yeah. their entire <laughs> offense. Yes, especially with Newton being out and. I mean, it's just uh, that's why Greg Olson, zero points. Thanks for that this week. Well, that's because that quarterback in there, they're just going to hand that ball off and not even try to have him throw it. Yep. No doubt about it. He's been amazing. He's been the, the key star for the year. And you look at some of the other guys, Saquon Barkley, and, you know, he's been injured. And then, you know, Kamara, he's been good, but hasn't put up the numbers like McCaffrey. I, I totally agree. And, uh, and, and, ta- and speaking of, we're looking ahead to this week and what's the game of the week. In my opinion, my game of the week is to see is Paul's team just a mirage. Because uh, I, I got a feeling that Becky's team is making a, a, getting primed to make a run here because Dak Prescott looks to be the real deal. Granted, it was against the, the Packers defense playing a prevent with third stringers in the game, but still he looked good. And Paul's got Mahomes going against that Houston defense that's not as vaunted as a lot of people like to think. So it'll be interesting. And Paul also has Zeke Elliott. So is it Dak or Zeke? Who's going to be the big one in that game? Yeah. And, you know, I think the Dallas, you know, Zeke, you know, he's had, he's played better defenses and he hasn't produced like he has in the first three weeks against lower quality opponents. So we'll see what Paul can do on that game. That's a, no doubt about it, a big game there uh, between WWF and WCW. <laughs> yep, getting it all going like it's back in 1997 again. Hey, yeah, the old Monday Night Wars. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, well, uh, I think uh, th- this is a better time than any to uh, to head over to our special segment that we like to call Full of Schmidt. And now we'd like to bring you a little segment we called Full of Schmidt. 
So there's something on my mind today, and I'm going to make this one quick, and I want you to jump in here when I'm done, Rennie. So we got to talk about one guy in particular that I've heard a lot about, and this this goes for a lot of people in the NFL and just younger generation in general, and that's Stefan Diggs in Minnesota. People holding out when they have an $80 million contract, and they say that they're not happy. Now, I tell you what, that's some bullshit to me because – I'll go into work for $80 million if I'm not happy and sit there with a smile on my face every single day. And you have these wide receivers, and there's always been prima donnas and people holding out, but I don't know if I ever remember somebody getting their money and being as much of a whiny bitch as I've seen with him. What do you think about this, being a Vikings fan? Hey, a guy's got a cold, he's got a cold. He's got to recover. Oh, a cold. Come on. I, I've heard enough of his clips where he's and he's mean mugging fans in the camera and it's all about him. And, and and receivers have always been that way, but I don't ever remember Randy Moss, who was maybe the biggest prima donna, ever doing something like this. Hey, when you're going out there and getting two catches and one catch and three catches and three catches, hey, you earn that dollar. How many targets has he had, though, too? He's, he's dropping it, and he's making mistakes that are I mistakes, not we mistakes. And I think that's the biggest thing we're seeing. But don't get me wrong. He's not the only one. Trust me, as you know, I know from not just last year, but this year as well. You get somebody like Le'Veon Bell, somebody like maybe even worse with Antonio Brown. Not maybe, definitely worse. And so that's just, I guess, the, the league that we're living in now. Because do you remember this when we were younger, seeing this as much? I know Emmett held out for a bit, but it was never like it is now. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's the modern age. It's it's the age of social media and me now, and, and that's the way it goes. And players just seem to be able to, uh, you know, complain and whine their way out of a situation, and teams get fed up with it, and next thing you know, they're gone. Yep, I I totally agree, and it's and, and it's one of those things that we see a lot of in in other professions. You know what they do? Especially if you're in a state like Wisconsin where it's right to work, guess what? Go look for another job. There's nobody protecting you if you do something stupid like that. But the NFL's got a special situation. And I understand it's not guaranteed money. All of it. Well, some of it is. Well, in Antonio Brown's case, none of it is. And we'll find out if that's legal or not soon here. But, you know, it's – I don't know. It just it's, it frustrates me to see because it takes a lot away from the game too. And now you're talking about money in college football, which 
I agree with with name likeness, but really it's all coming down to the money. And I think that's either going to be the biggest detriment ever, or maybe it's going to be the best thing that ever happened to the game where these players, you know, they're going to get what, in my opinion, what they deserve because the market tells you what you deserve. And if they deserve more than they're getting, according to the market, by all means, pay them, but don't be a whiny bitch. And on that <laughs> note, I will, I will close up this segment a full of Schmidt. And I uh, just want to let everybody know that uh, if you got any questions, definitely let the league commissioner know about it. Uh, you can email me, give me a call, uh, whatever you got going on with that. Uh, anything you want to add, Rennie? Yeah, this is an open forum. So if you want to come on to the podcast on a, on a basis, let us know because we can allow guest appearances and we are happy to oblige. You hear that, Paul? Get your ass on here. <laughs> you too, Nate. Just as long as you don't talk about Wausau West. I'm out. <laughs> Randy R.J. Lesbrance. <laughs> and I am John Lewis Schmitz. Wishing you all the best, everybody. Good luck. And let's see who's going to become the king of the north.